right. You are now tuned in to the Players Den podcast. This is a special edition. This is a player profile of Jeremy Tyler. I'm gonna go ahead and let Wayne do the introduction since. Yeah, so we got uh we got Jeremy Tyler here, uh MLK Lion, yep, West yep. Virginia Mountaineer, entrepreneur, and he's also involved with the XFL draft, uh here XFL draft hopeful. And we also have his business partner who was also a mountaineer. We got uh Ed Meldro, uh South Gwinnett alum. And West Virginia alum, also. Yes, sir. So, welcome. How y'all doing? How you doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good, great, bro. man. Thanks for having us. Man. For sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yes, uh, sir. Jeremy, tell us about tell the viewers about yourself a little bit, man. All right. Well, uh, Jeremy Tyler, coming from uh, East Atlanta, uh, went to MLK Six. High School. Uh, was fortunate enough, you know, to get a couple scholarships, and I ended up going to uh, West Virginia University. Uh, played there for four years, you know, ended up, you know, getting the opportunity to play in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills for a little bit. Okay. And uh, after that, uh, started my business with my business partner right here sitting next to me. Uh, it's called Champ Fit Training. Uh, we're doing a lot of things right now in the in Atlanta area, especially the metro uh, metro Atlanta area. Definitely. Uh, really just trying to make everybody reach their highest potential, you know, don't want to leave no money on the table, so Facts. making it happen. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, that's, what's that's what's up. So you uh, you played football in college. Was growing up was that your favorite sport? Nah, actually, when I was growing up, basketball was my favorite sport. Uh, I know Dwayne. You know, me and Dwayne played on basketball <laughs> on the basketball team together. Facts, facts, facts. Uh, in high school, you know, we both you know put in work, uh, but somehow, some way, um, you know, football kind of chose the path that I wanted to take. Uh, so, I mean, it, it slowly grew on me. Uh, so I think my junior year in high school, that's when I really found out that football was a passion of mine and I could make a lot of money with it and do a lot of things with it. So I think that's my junior year in high school is when I really took off in football. Okay. Okay. How was the transition from playing high school football to college? Was What was the, what was the yeah. difference? What was, what was difficulty? Uh, the difficulty, it really wasn't too much of a, you know, Difficult task, you know, coming from MLK High School, pretty much a powerhouse in Georgia, which everybody really knew about. Uh, and the, the the level of playing that we had going on in DeKalb County was kind of far to none. And <laughs> whenever time, whenever we went on the field, we always gave it our all. Uh, so that kind of prepared me for the next level. Um, you know, at the next level, really want too much of a difference. It was just it's more of me. You yeah. know, what I'm saying, not saying that. Uh, you know, West Virginia wasn't a, a spot where it wasn't a lot of talent, but it was just more of me, more talent of, you know, around me, like, you know, just, just everybody can play ball. So yeah. basically that's what it was. Yeah, definitely. All right, so what was the experience like playing at a high-level Division One? Like, It was cool, man. Big 12, it was cool. Uh, passing league conference. Yeah. Um, high tempo. Uh, really... The Big 12 don't get a lot of praise on the defensive side, but the offensive side do get a lot of praise because of how fast paced it is. Right. But as far as, you know, playing D1 ball, man, it's always been my dream. Uh, like I was saying before, uh, it gave me the opportunity to meet a lot of great people. Uh, met him, my business partner, Ed Mojo. So, you know, that, that allows you to kind of venture out in the world and see what's kind of, you know, the people that's having the same thinking process as you. As well, so I think that's great. 
All right, so Ed, tell us about yourself, man. What you? Well, I started at South Carolina out of high school. I played for the Gamecocks. Okay. When okay. I got there, I um I came in the same year with Clowney. We had the most wins in the history of the school. Well, uh, what position did you play? Outside linebacker. Oh, okay. So you yeah, were in smoke. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you can ask JT, I'm all the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, why, that's why I'm actually going into fighting now, because I'm still with all that pressure. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so I started in South Carolina. I ended up leaving there after my freshman year. We um had the most wins in the history of the SEC since we had been there. Turned up, but after I left, they kind of fell off, so I'm glad I left. I ended up going to five different colleges, ended up at West Virginia after I um, went JUCO, earned all my scholarships back, went crazy. Met these boys, we started going crazy. As soon as I got to West Virginia, we was we was killing everybody in the conference, and then once again, after I left, they fell off again a little bit. But, <laughs> but um, since we've been back in Atlanta, man, after we stopped trying to um, work for wait for work for the NFL, you know, it's slick slavery. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's mm-hmm. weird, yeah. Like they're still not playing college players, which they should be, and they trying to give us grants and stuff like that yeah. now. Like I heard, exactly. I know y'all heard about yeah. like the little six thousand dollars, four thousand right. dollars grants they're giving out. Right. Yep. Doesn't compare nothing. It's slavery. Yeah, how you feel slavery, about the uh, California college bill that players yeah, start, started? Man, you know, um, it's really paid. lit because I played in Cal. Right, I, I was about to say yeah. you would have if if that bill was going on in California, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't have went to West Virginia. Yeah, you probably not, not, tried not to try to go to California. Oh, that's what I like right, yeah, yeah. Exactly. they ain't got no scholarships in JUCOs and Cali, and that's why I went out there because like. I was at a Mississippi school. You can only have eight out-of-state players. So when I went to Cali, it's like everybody wow. on the team from the South. Eight? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough. And, yeah. and it's, it's real cutthroat, too. Like, But in Cali, you might come out there and everybody on the team from, from Atlanta. But we all stay in the hood. So yeah. I stayed out there like we ain't had no family helping us. It was like 12 people in a three-bedroom house. <sighs> You feel me? Um, one bathroom. The first day I actually got out to Cali, the first day I stepped in the crib, we had roaches so bad in the hood. That it was like you had to step in the room in the kitchen at night, turn the light on, like back up so the roaches could scatter. You feel wow. me? Wow. Got cartels wow. all through our crib and stuff, but we grinding. We going hard. We earning scholarships. We balling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People coming from across the nation to come check us out. We earning scholarships to West Virginia. Yeah. But it's, it's terrible, bro. It's so terrible, like the conditions that people got to go in to get to that level, and then you don't even get paid once you get there. Right, right. So, yeah. so I, I was actually going to ask y'all, what was the biggest challenge about being away from home when you were a college D1 athlete or JUCO or wherever? I don't know. He would say, honestly, being broke, bro. Being dead. Money, ass money, broke. money struggles mm-hmm. is yeah, the biggest type. pain. So it's, 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 it's hard to like. Call back home and you know yeah, I need bro. this and this because I know it's because hard, you yeah. want to feel like a like more of a man because nah, you're in college man, or we're coming from the hood. Bro. Okay, we're coming from nothing. Yeah. And they taking up all y'all time. It's hard for y'all to get jobs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When y'all ain't in work, y'all in meetings, right. practice. Not right. getting paid for these eight hour day, nine yeah. hour days. Yeah. Right. And then camp, it's like twelve hours, bro. We in camp, we get there like five a.m. We we don't leave the stadium. It's more than twelve. We don't leave till like yeah, like ten p.m. How many hours of sleep did y'all get (laughs) averagely like daily? You probably go home around like twelve. You might get like four hours. Wake back up around four thirty or so. Start getting ready for workouts and shit like that. Yeah, it's different phases though. So when camp comes around. You know, you gotta wake up at five o'clock. You know, that's those are times where it's get hard. It gets hard for you. Uh, so about 5 a.m., 
and then we'll probably end the day around 10 p.m. Then wake up the next day to do it the same, do the same thing over. <laughs> you got about three weeks straight. About three weeks straight, you do that, and then during the season, it's not really too much of a tax, but you know, after after the after the game, you know, we get a day off, and then back on Monday, you know, we still be, you know, still at it, still at it. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think during the season, that's when they show love most. Okay. They show love most. Okay. So what was the best part about being at West Virginia in particular? Like, what was... I think, for me, uh, I think the atmosphere. You know, West Virginia don't have, doesn't have any uh, professional af- professional team out right, there. Yeah. So they treated us like the professionals okay. you know, <laughs> yeah. of the town. Everybody so autograph. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> so it was a, you know, cool little vibe, but at the same time, we couldn't get caught up in the hype. Uh, we was there for a reason, and that was to you know win the championship. Right. You know, so uh-huh. I think that was a big, big, uh, big factor for me. What about you, Ed? Um, man, being in West Virginia and seeing the the um, transition between the SEC and yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. Me, yeah, to West Virginia, the Big Twelve. They um, in the SEC, it's a little bit different, man. You know, if you go to the club, you you free VIP. Free bottles. <laughs> you bring anybody to VIP. You get. You can get it. Twenty people in the club for free. Right. But at West Virginia, like it's kind of like that because, like you said, they don't got an NFL team or anything. But I think the best thing about West Virginia coming to the Big Twelve was how, like, the fans would die for you. The fans, really like, they work in, like, they explained it to us, and we didn't understand it until we got there. But like, you know, the fans, like, they work in. Like coal mines, like yeah. breathing in dirt and and dying from cancer from that. Like working fourteen hour days, they whole life mm-hmm. underground, hundreds of yards. That's but then wild. they one hundred percent committed to us. So they come out of the ground. They've been under the underground digging all day. Then they come out and just will die for us. So <laughs> okay, like, so That's they, what's up, man. we win, they'll set couches on fire. <laughs> say the cops can't come down this street. We got the street shut down. No, today. Yeah, it's real. It was, it was, was it a was it a big party school? Yeah, it was. It's the number one party school. When I okay. went there, it so? was, yeah, it was. That's what it the, was uh, nationally ranked. That's the number one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah and the snow or anything. Mm-hmm. Snow, rain, sleet. Yeah. It don't matter. Be out. Getting messed up. Shirts off. <laughs> so this is a question for Jeremy. Uh, explain uh, your stint with the Bills. How how was it? It was cool, man. Um, honestly, a lot of people don't know when I came out of college, man. I wasn't even a hundred percent. Kind of injured. My, I I did injure my lower back coming out uh, my last game of the senior season. Uh, it was unfortunate, but I had to deal with it. Understand that you know circumstances do occur. Yeah. So. Physical sport, man. Yeah, man, it's a physical sport, but um, I was blessed enough to still, you know, get invited to, you know, All Star games. Yeah. Uh, then I still got picked up by the Buffalo Bills. But when I when I got there, it was it was a good vibe. Um, you know, they gave you a playbook that was kind of like a Bible thick uh, <laughs> book. Um, you know, you had to re- learn it out the fly. Uh, they really wasn't the people to, you know, kind of walk you through. The playbook, you had to kind of get it on your own yeah. and uh, like come back to the defense. field. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, so I mean, it was, it was, it was cool, man. I think, I think um, if everything played out the way I wanted to play out by being healthy, hundred percent by going in to the Buffalo Bills, I think everything would have been better. That's cool. Yeah. Then you got an opportunity with the XFL. Right, right, right. You explain so, that? How yeah, was so, that? Yeah. It was honestly, it was it came out the blue. Uh, I remember last year somebody was talking about it toward, to me, 
uh, told me like, yeah, man, it's a new league coming out, the XFL, and uh, you know they're starting up in February of 2020. And at this time, I'm thinking about the AAF, you know, the American right. Alliance Football League. And, uh, and so uh, I think after I got done with the AAF, I was uh, I had a a private tryout. Eric, he came with me. It was in uh, Memphis. How you land that? Uh, they called me. Um, Mike Singletary, the Hall, Hall of Famer, called me. Uh, oh, he was like, "Yo, he's <laughs> like, man, Raindrop. we've been, we've, we've been, uh, you know, looking at your highlight tape, man. We, we need some players. We need some guys to come out." And I was like, "All right, cool. We beat her." So I came up there, uh, did the tryout, uh, did what I supposed to do. They pulled me into the office, met with the GM, met with the, you know, the, you know, the head coach. Uh, and what team is this? Uh, Memphis, the Memphis Express. Okay. Yeah, Memphis Express. Uh, met with them boys. Uh, we had a rental at the time. We had drove from Atlanta to Memphis. Oh, okay. So we uh, rented out a rental. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah. yeah, we was, we was. <laughs> so we had to take the rental back to uh, to come back for the uh, for the you know the team festivi- yeah. festivities and stuff like that. So when we riding back, we look on the internet. Uh, we see that the the whole league shut down out of nowhere. The uh, the person who was giving the money to him, you know, to help him out, the sponsor, mm-hmm. uh, he kind of pulled he pulled out because of some circumstances that were not met. So after that had happened, all those shen- all that shenanigans stuff happened. Um, uh, the the XFL was brought to my attention, and then uh, got an email that I was invited to showcase in DC. Uh, went up to DC. Uh, did the showcase, put on, got on the radar. Uh, they put me in a draft pool kind of a month later, put me in the draft pool where, you know, I was eligible to get drafted yeah. by any team in the uh, in the uh, league. So I think that, that's, that was a uh, high. That's pretty good. Happened. It was like over 1,000 people to choose from. Yeah, yeah. For the pool. It was, it so was. 12 teams? Yeah, no, nah, eight. Eight, 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 eight teams. Eight teams. Yeah. They get, they they, they should have came out with more than eight. Yeah, yeah. sixteen. I think they're least, gonna man. they're gonna have another team. They're gonna have they're an expansion, a couple yeah. of expansion teams. At least, teams. At least four more teams by the next. I mean, you you, you got to think about yeah. eight. Who want to? I mean, Mix McMahon, you eight teams. Right. How many games you gonna have? Four games on TV. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now, I think all of them televised though. Eight games. Yeah. Eight game seasons probably mm-hmm. gotta be but the AFF. Yeah. That what happened to that one? Yeah. Same. It's gonna be the same outcome if you if you gonna. BS it, you yeah. know. If you really want to come out with a, a league that you saying gonna be better than the NFL, yeah. right? I mean, it's thirty two teams in the NFL. Yeah. You right. can't come out with eight. 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 Yeah. Right. And that was real rough, bro. Cause like he said, we traveled six hours in the middle of the night, bro, to go out there, and they were supposed to pick him on that day. Yeah, you man. Feel me? And and rather than him getting picked up. We had to travel back home and them boys said, yeah, we all just lost our job. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's so, tough. Yeah, shut down yeah, the whole tough. season. Man. And, then, and the worst part about it, they didn't tell JT nothing. They, they like still that. needed him to come out there just in case the league did stay up. Mm-hmm. That's too much. Yeah, they uh, me out. That's, that's how they do you. Like, that's how they do you. Know, <laughs> yeah, they knew what was going on. They made them come out their whole trip and knew their jobs was gone, but they was just trying to make sure if, if the thing did stay up there, he was going to still be there. Yeah, so they don't really Hopefully, care like I said, they get some more expansion teams because I was looking at the draft like it was two rounds. It yeah. seemed like two rounds. It was only yeah, two eight teams. teams. Yeah, yeah. Only a couple of rounds if you had way more teams. So right. I saw a couple names in there too. <clears throat> it, didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't make any sense. I didn't understand it. And they yeah. should have 
let everybody know about the rules and how they was gonna do the draft because yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think they could have did better. So no matter what failure you had in life, what was always your main passion to keep going? I mean, I answer first. Uh, really, for me, uh, I think it's the drive of uh, changing my family tree. You know what I'm saying? Like just having that generational wealth, so I could pass along to my kids, kids, and you know, yeah. and so on, and so on. But um, really, whatever I put my mind to, I think I can do it, and I know I can do it. So it's it's ain't it it's never a failure. It's always a learning experience yeah, for me. It's a lesson. Um, always. I think I think uh, a lot of people get caught up in the in the the turmoil as far as the adversity, uh, like so when they go through adversity, they kind of get sidetracked and start second guessing yeah. themselves. But honestly, in this world, the only person that'll tell you that you know you're good at something is yourself. Okay. So. You gotta keep, you gotta constantly remind yourself like yo I'm I'm better than that you know yeah. I keep going I know I can do this so that kind of you know put me on that next level right okay well, me me personally I kind of I kind of got the same mindset with generational wealth that's one of our big things about our business we trying to build generational wealth make sure our kids kids have everything they could ever need. And we know that we're going to do that by sowing seeds today that we're going to reap later in the future. Right. But we understand that everything that we're doing right now ain't for us. A lot of this stuff, a lot of the grind that we put in is for our kids. Sacrifice. So we got to yeah, extra. But for me, the thing that keep me going all the time is just, it's, it's a little bit deeper than that. It's like so many of my ancestors sacrificed for me to be here. Right. My family, my dad, they put in so much work and sacrifice. They everything for me to be where I'm at. And it's kind of even like the person, the type of person that you're going to be known as when you die. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or sure. Even when you live. Like, I want everybody to know that Ed is going hard. Yeah, I right. want to be that motivation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to make sure y'all see me up at 430 in the morning. Oh, we see it. We see it, bro. The workout we video. Clock going in, crazy. Not going unnoticed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People keep on figure, trying to think like, oh, how do you work? Like, yeah, our body be breaking down. Bro, man. <laughs> but it's about mental toughness. Mental toughness. Yeah. You got to fight through it. Thanks. So if you, if you just live, you just tell yourself every day that you're not doing this for you. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really about that. Just making sure you you know who you're doing it for, and it can't be you. Yeah. How y'all how y'all start up the chat fit? Y'all explain that. For the tell us more about bit, that. Man. Man. So basically, uh, after you know college got done was done, uh, came back to Atlanta, uh, started training at this spot called Stack Sports Performance. It's mm -hmm. in the city. It's off Howard Mill Drive. Okay. And uh, me and him we used to go up there, probably. From ten o'clock to four to four o'clock, just grinding, straight grinding. Some days, yeah. Some days they used to come to us like, "Yo, y'all boys ain't got nothing. Y'all got nothing else to do. Y'all need to go home." Like we just grinding, y'all just grinding every day. Every day we coming up there from ten to four. So I think that was that was the biggest thing. And then at that point, we didn't really have no job secure. It wasn't no money really coming in. So, you know, we was going through that struggle together. We was like, yo, we got to make some shape, bro. And we, we, we grinding like this in the gym. We got a lot of knowledge. We doing this. We, You know what I'm saying? We great people, good yeah. people. And um, we kind of kind of put that towards, you know, to the business idea. It was like, yo, we might as well just start a, a personal training business. We need to come to them. Yeah. We need to go ahead and X out all the excuses about right. not being able to go somewhere. No, we're going to come to you. We're going to make sure you get that work. 
So mm-hmm. I think I that's think that's kind of what popped it off. So yeah. so what services does uh, Chump Fit uh, provide? Man, we like what all do y'all do? Yeah. What's the what's the what's the what's the high demand that people come in and be like I need this I need help with this? Everybody want to everybody want to get strong. Everybody yeah. want to like a lot of people say you know weight like personal trainers. A lot of people want to lose weight and stuff. But people be coming to us to reach their highest potential. All right. It's more so everybody can make you work out real hard, sweat, and not eat. Mm-hmm. You'll yeah, lose some weight, right, but everybody right. ain't gonna make you look look symmetrical. Everybody ain't gonna make you. Like if your back, if you have problems with your thoracic spine, everybody, everybody ain't gonna help you with your back problems. Okay. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Everybody ain't gonna help you get big shoulders and abs and big legs and get thicker if you're a woman. Yeah. And get really strong if you're a man. Like yeah. a lot of trainers just specialize in the, in the, in the nonsense, and we really help people reach their highest potential, like mind, body, and spirit. Okay, so okay. that's why they kind of attract us. That's, that's awesome. That's what's that's up. Right. Yo, tell us about this. Um, I saw you had never fit, never quitting mm-hmm. clothing. So tell yeah. us about that. Uh, actually, this is my uh, one of my closest homeboys. I uh, met me met in elementary. Like he's a childhood friend, but uh, his name is Carlos. So basically, the never quitting clothing brand is basically uh, showing like whatever you go through in life, you gotta have that mental fortitude and never quit. You know right. what I'm saying? Whatever you put your mind to, and I'm a supporter of that. And um, and I, I am an ambassador as, as well, so it, it, it's a good it's a good brand. I think everybody wants to uh, join the wave, you know. But I think that's a great great brand, though. Yeah, I feel like everybody want to be more healthier now. Right, you right. Know, it's that's health good. wave. Yeah. yeah, it's really it's really good. I health feel, is wealth. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like you know more people are really jumping on getting a gym membership mm-hmm. or. Calling up a personal trainer and in, in, yeah. in that not, you know in that sense so and it's almost because they scared bro if for real when you mm-hmm. see somebody you you know so what you mean by that what you mean by they scared man you know like one in three people in America got diabetes bro, Damn, bro. Yeah, yeah, you got to think bro, it hit the black it's hit the black population yeah the quickest yeah, the quickest that knowledge is out there knowledge is out there now so people trying to take advantage of that. I uh I got a question for both of you. So like, how how important is fitness to you? Now that we're talking about life and being more healthy and not you know making yourself less susceptible to getting diabetes and stuff like that. Man, how important is it? It's real, really. It's just as important as your mind and your body. That's why we so we so specific on mind, body, and spirit. Cause you can't level up in your body if you don't level up in your mind. You got to your mind to that mindset. And if you ain't right in your spirit, then your mind and your body going to be wavering too. You feel me? You got to have balance and you got to have a very extreme push in all three of them areas. If you... So, yeah, physical, like, ability is so, so important to us because we Mm -hmm. have to perfect our temple because this is what houses our mind. This is what houses our soul. But at the same time, it's just as important to put somebody through something to the point where they don't think they can make it through enough times to realize, like, damn, I really can't make it through anything. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So we yeah. focus on all three. It's important. So you guys, you got your fitness business, and you guys, so you, you're not in you're not in one gym. So your clientele, yeah. you just go to clientele. Mm-hmm. Is it just you guys? Are you looking to expand and bring in more trainers? Uh, right now, so the thing about bringing in more trainers is – is we we train different. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's no way to put it. It's no way to put it. Uh, it's no it's no uh, trainers that we can go out on the street and go find to to come join the business. Okay. So I think 
if we do have a trainer that comes on style, we'll have to train them. Okay. The way we train, and I think that that'll be the way we'll find a trainer. Okay. Yeah. But as of right now, y'all keeping it in the family. Yeah, yeah. Just keeping And you guys in. just travel to other gyms. Right. Okay. Right. You, so how do you get in? We got oh, we have, affiliation. Yeah, we, we have <laughs> affiliation. So right now we training at probably at least ten gyms. Oh. And. And we Damn. good there. We straight there. You know what I'm saying? Like, gyms in Atlanta. Right, yeah. right. It's like, <laughs> I know LA Fitness and Planet. Oh, no. Nah, we training at, kind of, <laughs> train at condominiums. We training at, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Houses. Oh, so oh, you're dealing like with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Personal. But even places like Stack downtown, mm-hmm. they let us, they show love. We can oh, wow. come there anytime. You know what I'm saying? And Mo, Mo Fountain, man, we got to give a big shout-out to Mo, the owner of Stack, man, because he held us down when we was training for the league, man. Mm, that's what's up, man. They got one of the best gyms in Atlanta. They train, right. like, some celebrity. Kevin Hart goes up there all the time. They mm-hmm. got all of the NFL athletes that Sammy. come back in town. Wow, uh, you ladies out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, were, were there any rough patches when you all were bringing up the... The fitness, champ fit business. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Tell, it really, tell us about some of those. So, so some of the rough patches, man. It was just, um, I think, I think just working the schedule. I think just uh, finding out what price we want to give these clients. We want to, because we know what type of knowledge we got, and we don't want to just short, you know, short stick ourselves. Right, right, right. So, but in at the first, it was damn near free though. Because yeah. y'all providing the service. Right, <laughs> correct. Right. Yeah, it was. It was forty dollars a week, so you could pay on Sunday. Oh, you have whoa. the yeah, whole amazing. week unlimited. You know what I'm saying? Like we was. We was doing those type of deals just to make sure. Yeah, get, the know, get the clientele up. Okay, okay. Yeah, we yeah, you, you, you guys help with like nutrition facts. Right. And, like, we have a chef on our team everything. as well. So, Dang, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Talk about him. Uh, What's his name? Shout him out. Uh, his name is PJ. Uh, okay. It's called Fitting Mules. Uh, Fitting Mills. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram. That's his name. F I T N M E A L S. You can follow him. He got great meals uh, for vegan. A uh, pescatarian. Uh, if you want normal meals, you got you. You know what I'm saying? So. But we understood that you always, if you wanna, if you wanna grow, like at first, especially, you got to give more value than you asking of people. Yeah, so right. we was charging like dirt cheap at first, just so we could get. Cause we ain't had nobody. Well, to people teach know us how now. To like shit. the people that really stuck mm-hmm. with it, like man, yeah. Yeah. On, I, I know it's right. this price. Right. Like, right. They don't exactly. really. They don't, they, you ain't had no hiccups with pricing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we had to figure out how to do it first. Though. Yeah, yeah. You know? They also not gonna go out and find anything like what you all provide. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like I said, right. the videos, man. I was like, I need to join, but I don't. <laughs> mind. How you said your mind, body, and soul. <laughs> yeah. The mind ain't there. But we'll help you though. We'll help you with that. Yeah, 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 man. We do it all. But most of our clients want to gain weight though, man. You'll be so surprised. Like our women want to get thick. They don't want to get thick. (laughs) Right. Let's let's tell about our client base. So that's what I wanted to know. Our clientele, it's hard to be on a it's hard for us to train you because it's like our clientele, we attract nothing but bosses. You know what I'm saying? Like Everybody, they either own something, they either they either you know doing something good in the community. Okay. Like we have a we have a client right now. His name is what? Uh, his name is Chris, and basically he's a boss and he does things like owns hair salons. Yeah, owns hair salons. His lady, you know what I'm saying? Putting lady in a position where you know she can okay. do the stuff she want to do okay, in life. Yeah. So he's oh, funding yeah. that. 
So we and got money. I'm yeah, we just got you know a lot of bosses. I think we attracted so many bosses because you know you you are what you attract. If you hold yeah. a certain vibration upon yeah. your life, then you automatically that same vibration attracts to Set that standard high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. So I got a question. What what are your, some of y'all short term and long term goals as far as the the business and the champ fit? Short term, man, we trying to we trying to finish real strong in these big deals. We got an Adidas deal coming up. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we trying to finish strong on that. We trying to finish strong on getting our supplement brand started up. Um, making sure our online business gets a little bit more picked up because we want to get away from doing everything in hand, getting being so hands on with everything and trying to get spread out on the internet. You know, you can touch thousands of people as a, as opposed to. 20 people in a day, you know what I'm saying? So, we trying to really start taking off on the so, internet. And long term, bro, I feel like uh, we need, we're need we going to get to a point where it's not us training anybody. Right. We're just sitting back, having a team of people, you know, travel to places, uh, do things like that. And really, I think the, uh, our clientele is really booked up right now. And our next level, next step is uh, really just getting deals with schools uh, apartment buildings, corporations, like corporations yeah. things yeah. like that. That's what's up, man. So that's our next step. Right. So I, I, I talked to you guys a little bit earlier, and you, you said something about a supplement brand potentially. Yeah. What, what was that about? Um, so we we pretty much like from years of playing football, years of doing it on our own, we built up a vast wealth of knowledge of the different types of ways that your body can gain muscle and the different types of things that you need to put in your body to have it optimally, optimally um, performing every day. So we want to start helping our clients get some stuff in their body that will help them get through these strong, these hard workouts. Man. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And um, that was a, definitely a big part about our about starting off. We wanted to get a pre-workout out so we could just help them sustain with like branch chain amino acids that'll help give them energy to mm-hmm. an endurance through the workout. Something organic. Creatine, okay. you know what I'm saying? Just the vitamins, stuff that they, they probably not doing on their own. Right. We want to just right. supplement all that and then just start building our brand as well. Because I know, I know everybody know Champ Fitness, but everybody don't know to buy from Champ Fitness. Yeah, okay. They just know to that y'all can come get this work and change yeah. your life. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all somewhat like a like a one stop shop. Y'all trying to incorporate yeah. the fitness yeah. with mm-hmm. the meal prep with the mm-hmm. supplements and, and the mental just yeah. the mental yeah. helping yeah. out yeah. mentally. Mm-hmm. So y'all just like a full well rounded like you know, yeah, we yeah. fighting corporation disease, business. Man. We fighting obesity, fighting disease. Thanks, man. It's big and it's, it's healthy. It's, that's what's up. Big man. Yeah. Talk to people glorifying it too. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah. Best friend over 200, 300 pounds and, yeah. and glorifying that. That's right. that's big that's girl, not healthy. Being big, but you're super unhealthy though. And like, down the line when it comes down to it, yeah, yeah. yeah. stuff happens. Shaving years off your own life. Yeah, man. You gotta think if you're three hundred pounds, it's hard for your your little heart to pump all that blood through that body, yeah. man. Because your heart don't grow. Strokes and all, turn into strokes and and people don't understand. Like I don't know if y'all ever seen a picture of a fatty heart, like like a person that has a lot of fat on their body. Never saw your heart will have fat all around it. Like it'll be like yellow. Like your heart will st- like turn from looking red and stuff like, Just the, like muscle. the fat, like the fat on the chicken, like yeah, yeah. Oh, chicken. Yeah. oh like okay, right around, around the meat, off. I mean, right around the muscle. Yeah, yeah. the parts okay. you cut off, but your whole heart will look like that. That's, that's, that's gross. gross. That's yeah. tough. Yeah, man. 
Man, it's real life though. Yeah. <laughs> so you all say y'all have a, a potential Adidas sponsor? Yeah. Or do y'all already have it? Oh, we already have. Yeah, okay. Have. Are do y'all are y'all hearing anything from any other sponsors? Um. Uh, not not right now. Yeah. We haven't been looking too much. We we're doing a lot with like um celebrity training right now. Okay. Right? Okay. So we have we have one of our clients that just signed a deal with Tyler Perry. He um he's gonna be shooting at the new Tyler Perry studio. Okay. Oh, that's dope. Um, sure. I wonder how many more are gonna come with that. Yeah, from man. That studio. So they got weird. a whole village out there. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. They got a whole White House. <laughs> Shout out to yeah. Tyler Perry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got a full the um uh full replica of the White House. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's good, a, that's man. amazing, man. It's, that's it's a great. And they say it's all it's only up like six thousand square feet. Like, yeah. It ain't even that yeah. far off from it. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but I think, bro, with the word of mouth, gonna get y'all on. Though. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. yeah. Like, we sure. be going to events and stuff, like big time celebrity events, and then when we go through the red carpet and do our pictures and stuff, we always make sure it's celebrity trainer on there. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what's yeah. up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's so, what's up, man. Yeah, we got a lot, lot going on. So, are there any uh, last things you would want, want to say to promote your uh, Champ Fit business? Man, y'all um, come through, man, and yeah. find your highest Man, just look potential. at the videos. Right. <laughs> where can they find you? Yeah, if follow, I'm not seeing the follow videos. Follow us on champ underscore fit underscore uh, on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, y'all can follow us on champ fitness on Facebook or thechampfitness.com. But mainly on our Instagram, that's what we're most active on champ underscore fit underscore. All right. Okay. But yeah, we appreciate y'all boys coming out, man. It was a pleasure having y'all, man. man. It's our first visuals, and uh, yeah, yeah. you know y'all doing a lot of things in the city, man. We appreciate that. Appreciate y'all. I want to ask JT one last thing. I know you brought up we was on the basketball team. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, good, bro. Uh, I was wondering if you ever, you know, maybe just gave the coach a nudge at West Virginia and said, you know, what you think about my game, or you just was strictly football? Oh, yeah. Uh, honestly, we was at a basketball game. We He took the whole football team to a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sitting by the head coach, Dana Hogerson. I was sitting by, we just, you know, chilling. Looked over to him, like, yo, coach, I'm trying to play basketball. You going to let me play that? Mm-hmm. Looked at me like, Hell no! Nah, oh man, wow! I'm like, dang, coach, all right, man. Oh, you know, man. But, he never saw no film, nothing. He just did nah, it. Nah, he just did it. Like, but we had a we had a, a player that went that's in the MLB right now, and he was playing tight end and linebacker for us at West Virginia, and literally for him to play baseball and football, he was literally messing up the whole practice. Like coach, like our head coach was literally having to. Reconfigure his entire schedule. He was had to stay on top of. All right, well, you you can just leave our workout and go to their workouts now. And they don't like that shit. They're like, mm-hmm. nah, no, they, they want to have you the whole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they paid you. It seemed like it's like they, you know, the scholarship. Mm-hmm. Like they paid you, like. So it's like if we get we let you play football. I mean yeah. baseball or basketball. Now you now we ain't got you no more. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's keeping tight hold on you. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm asking one last thing, and then we're gonna let y'all go. Uh, so I, I just want to know how how the NFL life was when you were a part of the NFL, and uh, also for the people that don't know, maybe let them know how long you were there and the biggest thing you learned from that experience. Uh, so let me talk about how the NFL is. So NFL is a, a strict business. Uh, it's what you can do for them right now. <laughs> It is not about what you long did a long time ago. Long time ago, yeah. 
It's all about uh, what are you providing for that team right now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a strict business. Um, I think I think a lot of people get misconstrued of the fact that it doesn't. It's not as fun as it may look, but behind closed doors, you know, coaches can kind of alter all your you know your feelings towards the game just because of the you know the the, the protocols they have to take as a coach. And things like that, but right. at the end of the day, it's a business. Uh, I was with the Buffalo Bills for say about a month, about a month. Okay. And a month into that time, uh, they figured out that I wasn't hundred percent, and they released me. So, but the time with them, they was you know they kept everything professional. We ate good, you know we you know we putting in work. Everything was legit, but like I said before, it's a it's a strict business, and it's about what you can do for them now. Okay. That's tough, man. All right. Yeah, I got two questions, really. But first one is, what's y'all uh, favorite play that y'all had in y'all college career? Like, your best man. play, most memorable? Um, Me, probably. Um, I just like big hits, man. I like contact. And, like, I was, I was talking to um, my boy over here before the podcast. I do fighting now. I do MMA. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm practicing, like, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, African martial arts, like, Egbe, Ugan, Tai Chi, everything. So like my favorite part about football was always, Just always hit. like on a big hit in front of a hundred thousand fans <laughs> and you stand that. up and yeah. you can't you can't even see because it's so loud. And you know that everybody screaming because you just smacked this dude in front of his mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and his whole the, family. And then if you do it on fourth down, and you get to come off the field like your whole eight, your whole team like yeah, thank you, show mm-hmm. love, yeah. Like, yeah. right, really right, right, appreciate right. that. Yeah. Like, so it ain't nothing like your big hit to me, boy. Yeah, uh, did that every day, every week though. I agree. With, I agree with it. Yeah, big hits are like unforgettable. But I think my biggest play was uh, it was against BYU. It was a close game. Um, it was I think we were down two points, like two minutes left in the fourth quarter. They had the ball. Uh, they had to get a first down. It was like third and long. Second down, they had got a holding penalty, so. They created a third and long, and they had to throw the ball. So when they threw it, I got the interception. You know, uh, West Virginia came on the field. The offense came on the field. We scored. We ended up winning. So I think oh, awesome. I think that was a, one play. of the uh, yeah. biggest plays I had. Good game ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, my last question is, what's the best advice you guys can receive and leave with us and other people listening? Best advice y'all could give somebody? Man, you got it? Yeah, I'm uh, – I think the best advice I can give you right now is don't don't listen to the really don't listen to nobody honestly like as far as you understanding your own path in life a lot of people going to have their own perception of it but they're not really walking in your shoes right. what I mean by not listening to them I mean listen to them as far as if it's good advice and you can agree with what they're saying but Nine times out of ten, deep down in a lot of people's hearts, they don't really want to see you do better than them. Man, you know what I'm okay. saying? Like, right. so it's kind of it's kind of like it's a game out here. So I think uh, I think just stay grounded and stay stay ten toes down to what you believe in. At the end of the day, uh, only person who's gonna be in that casket when you die is yourself. Right. So I feel like just stay true to the game, stay true to the grind. Uh, never give up on your family, friends. Uh, 
set goals. I think writing down your goals is a big part of success. Right. Uh, read a lot of books. Read books. Um, but that allow you to stay focused right there. Those three main things I said. So. Yeah. And one thing I, I definitely would want to tell to anybody out here that consistency, two things. Consistency is one of the most important things in any aspect of life. If you want to, if you want to be great at something, just keep on chipping away at it. You know what I'm saying? The same same thing I tell all my clients, like how you get a nail on the wall, you just keep hitting. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You keep hitting that until it until it eventually go in. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I learned from Tony Robbins, we went to one of his um one of his conferences recently, that fulfillment is is very very important, and not not fulfillment for your mom or for your kids, but fulfillment for your purpose in life. Because you can accomplish so many things, you can be so rich, but if you don't get happiness out of what you truly desire if you don't get your own fulfillment and accomplish something for you yeah. then you'll still be depressed you gotta look at um robin williams like that's the example he gave man and he was one of the most successful comedians to ever live and ever ever do this acting or anything and he killed himself because yeah. he literally didn't do it for him he did it. You know he did saying? everything he put his mind to, but it just didn't fulfill him. Yeah, it wasn't for him. And like JT said, like you gotta do it for you. You got, you got. If you want to get in shape, do it for you. Yeah. If you want right. to be successful, do it for you. Yeah, right. your, your kids gonna eat. Yeah, your mama gonna have a better situation, but do it for you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That, yeah. Oh, that's what's up, man. Appreciate I really appreciate y'all, that, man. Appreciate, appreciate y'all for coming. Once again, we got Jeremy Bye. Tyler. Yep. Ed Modro, Champ yes, Fit. Uh, this is the Players Den Podcast. You have this been is... tuned in to the Players Den Podcast. Just like you tried to take my uh, back and I'm better. You've been tuned in to the Players Den Podcast. This has been DJ Tone. Wayne. Tony O. Alright, and we had a special guest, Jeremy and uh, Ed. So man, shout out to y'all. Keep tuning in. We got the visuals. Visuals gonna be up. Uh, follow us on I <laughs> follow us on Instagram. We on iTunes and Spotify as well. So you've been tuned in. Appreciate it.